The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I do not know him. But the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I did not know him. But the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, On whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Back in 1971, when I was a seminarian, I happened to be in Innsbruck, Austria. And I stopped at the seminary there, the Jesuit seminary, um, for lunch. And I was told there was a great scholar there whom we all had heard of, a Jesuit priest by the name of Joseph Jungmann, one of the greatest scholars of the last century. It was very exciting to think that he was there at lunch, It was the rector's name day. They make a big deal out of name days in in Europe. And I asked if I could meet him. And the seminarian from India said to me, I'll go and see. So he came back and said, yes, he will see you this evening. Come back at such and such a time. I thought, wow, this is really exciting. I should be able to meet this man. I came back and I was taken to his room very small room, had a table and chairs and bookshelves. wasn't very impressive. He came in. He wasn't either. Another ordinary-looking man in his mid-70s, I suppose. Soft-spoken. But when he spoke, people listened. Whatever he said made a difference. He wasn't what I expected to see at all but I'm glad that I saw what I saw. That's so often true, isn't it, in our experience of humanity? That's true today. You know, there are many messianic titles in Scripture for our Lord. The Messiah is called many things. The Son of David That's a powerful title. That's what the blind man, Bartimaeus, called our Lord. Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. Wonder counselor, prince of peace. And of course, the one we know the best, Christ, the anointed one. King of kings, 
Lord of Lords. But John the Baptist uses none of those titles. Instead, he uses one that sums up the reason for his coming. Behold the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. The title would be strange. They would wonder what this meant, the Lamb of God. Why use a title like that? They could understand Son of David, the Anointed One, certainly. Even the High Priest will say to him at his trial, tell us if you are the, uh, the Anointed One, the Holy One of God, the Christ. And so John the Baptist doesn't use that either. He uses simply the Lamb of God. In many ways, this gospel sums up the whole Christmas season. We've had the shepherds, as I've said before, who came to see the Lamb of God. The one who would be sacrificed. We had the Magi, who came to see the king would be the priest who would offer the sacrifice, the sacrifice of himself. The presentation in the temple, Simeon said, this child is meant for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and then says to the Blessed Mother alone, and your own heart will be pierced with a sword. Again, the Lamb of God, the cross. At the finding in the temple, Our Lord says to his parents, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I would be in my father's house? Again, his real father's house. He's come to do the will of the Father. That's the Lamb of God. He's come to be sacrificed. All those other titles don't speak of that. The Lamb of God alone... The Lamb of God alone speaks of of that reason for his coming. But you know, that was all private. Those are mentioned in the Gospels, but they are not public events. It's only when he is to be pointed out publicly by St. John the Baptist that he receives that title. That's his public title, the Lamb of God. And it's a command to behold the Lamb of God. Again, this idea is rather strange to us, I suspect. But to us, we hear it all the time. But it would have been to them. They wanted a different kind of Messiah, not the Lamb of God. But that's the way our Lord comes to them. That's the way the Lord comes to us as well, in the same way as the Lamb of God. But you know, as I, again, as Pope Benedict says, I'm going to keep coming back to that, it is part of the mystery of God that he acts so gently. John the Baptist does not say, Behold the Son of David. He doesn't say, Behold the Prince of Peace, even. He doesn't say, Behold the Christ, but only the Lamb of God as he comes to us. It is part of the mystery of God that he acts so gently. And I suppose that's what the world has a problem with sometimes. He does not come with overwhelming force, he comes to give freedom to offer and elicit love. 
That's how he comes to us here. He comes to us now in an unassuming way as the Lamb of God. He comes to us under the appearances of bread and wine. Most of the world would say, do you people actually believe such, such a thing? That God would come to earth in such an ordinary sort of way? A way in which he can be easily denied by the rest of us? Can you actually believe he comes to you in that way? Our response is yes, because that's the way God works. It's part of the mystery of God that he acts so gently. And furthermore, on us. He continues to knock gently at the doors of our hearts and slowly opens our eyes if we open our doors to him. It's strange too, isn't it, that when it comes time for us to receive communion, that the words the church gives us are the same words. The priest doesn't hold up the host and say, Behold the Son of David, or Behold the Prince of Peace, or Behold the King of Kings, or Behold the Lord of Lords. Nothing so powerful as that. He doesn't even say, Behold the Christ, the Anointed One. He simply says, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Again, the sacrifice, the cross is always there. That's what makes the Lamb of God different than the Son of David. Happy are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. The supper of the Lamb. That's the book of Revelation. The supper of the Lamb is the Eucharist. That's his supper. So we have this gentle God who comes into our world, and yet a God who does not come in doing something gentle, but radically to transform all humanity and all creation, and does it in just that way. And our response, there are many responses we can say to our Lord, many things we could say to him when we are here at Mass in the presence of the Eucharist. And should say, we can give him thanks for being here. We can adore him. But what does the church have us say? The church has us use the words of an unnamed centurion in order to receive him. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. And only then can we come and receive him. As he comes to us, so we have to come to him. How did it go? Dear Lord, we all have left you. What will your love do now? Leave us to ourselves alone? Or come to us? But how? Will you come in cloud, thunder and rain? Will you come as prophet, proclaiming truth and pain? Will you come as monarch, whose earth your armies trod, or in mystery, mercy, meekness, behold the Lamb of God.
So he has come, and so we must receive him, and so we must become. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you, rejoicing in the Lamb of God and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that she will always be a visible sign of the Lamb of God, a visible sign of his sacrificial love, especially the Church suffering and in our own country, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, they may welcome Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God and come to know him in his body and blood. We pray for all of our elected officials and for peace. We pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, who are united to the Lamb of God in a unique way in their suffering, for those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost light and lost faith, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For a greater respect for human life, this month especially for life in the womb, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, and those young men and women who will proclaim Jesus as the Lamb of God to our world for a greater reverence to the prophetic nature of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For our administrator, our new bishop, whomever he may be, our priests, deacons, seminarians, and the American hierarchy, they may realize that they are called to personify the Lamb of God in their world, and be visible signs of that lamb in their own lives, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, that they may look upon the face of the Lamb of God, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that as we are in the presence of the Lamb of God, as we recognize him and as we approach him, we may take on his likeness. We pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of God as we sing. 